You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Coming to you from Magnified Cemeteries, Magnified Pod presents Magnified Pod, covering your favorite indie horror bands from the Christian alternative scene. Put your tape deaths on record. I'm Count Andrew. Uh, I'm uh, John and Stein's creature. I forgot again. <laughs> That's all right. I've been doing the same one for you know this whole time. I know. That's a classic though. Frank this John is our... Stein is that better? I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, John of the Dead was one. Yeah, that was good. That, I felt that was a good one. John of Lantern. Yeah, know. yeah. Well, I got another year to think of the next one. Yep. You have another year to forget about it until we start recording. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Seconds before. Uh, this is our podcast, yeah. and. John, we're coming. I don't. I don't know. This is. I don't want to say it because I already <laughs> see the disappointment in your eyes. <laughs> I'm sad that this month is closing, but I will say, yeah, having started off Magnified Pod right away and going the whole month has made me feel like we've we fully embraced the season. That's true. It has felt like it's it's been Halloween for a while. So it, it's been, and this episode is coming out on Halloween, John. Happy so. Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Perhaps Oops. your kids are trick or treating, and you've got us in your ears while <laughs> while they're doing that. Perhaps <laughs> yeah. you're eating their candy after they go to bed. Yes. You got a Halloween party throwing one back, and you're like, "I gotta go listen to the latest Magpie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're you're having a Halloween party. And you're like, "Oh shit, a three hour podcast! I forgot." <laughs> oh man, gotta go wonder, do that instead. That sounds like a move I would do. Of like, have one. Uh, AirPod like earbud in while I'm listening to a podcast that in a social function of some kind. Anyway, anywho, it's Halloween. Uh, it's Halloween. I dressed up as Weird Al for work today. Hell yeah! And everybody loved it, of course. <laughs> well done. Somebody else on my team dressed up as Chucky. Nice. Um, and yeah, had the he's you know have an adult man wearing like child's like colored and uh-huh. like blue overalls and like red hair and uh having a knife it just makes it even more creepy than like the actual doll right i was dressed up as al but i had to be part of a we were have been doing a series of classes a on uh racial equity and yeah. say it was the third class i'm like i should probably like take off <laughs> The mustache, my, at least. my wig and mustache, uh, just doesn't really feel like it fits the tone of the racial equity class. Yeah, speaking, so the Hawaiian shirt, though, <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was it was fun. It was nice to be able to show people a little bit more of my that's awesome pers- personality and be like, 
yes, I am very much into this, into this person. That's so amazing. You're welcome. Was everybody like, Weird Al? There was one person who was who thought I was Groucho Marx. I'm like, mm, interesting. I'm like, yeah, famously Groucho, a Hawaiian shirt wear. <laughs> famously wears a Hawaiian shirt and has long curly hair. <laughs> yeah. Classic Groucho. <laughs> um, well, whatever you may be doing on this fine Halloween day, I hope you have some refreshments with you. Mm. I know we do tonight. Yes. Um, John, what do you have? I've got Howling Gourds Pumpkin Ale, which I believe I enjoyed on the Patreon, but not on the made feed. So I'm gonna crack open another one of those bad boys. Sure. And... Well, I'm already I'm already uh, double dipping. I drank one of my beers on the Patreon uh, hang that we did. Yes. So uh, that was another Drecker one, but I'm I'm getting back into the Devil's Reign here, the Belgian yeah. style Imperial IPA, the the nine point two percent. Well done. I hope it uh, hits you hard. Um, yes, Howling Gourds is from Joseph Brow Brewing in San Jose, California. 7% ABV, so pretty good mm. for pumpkin beer. And uh, yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Um, Ooh, it's pouring nice and yes. amber colored. That's right. Now, to pair with this pumpkin beer, yeah, I got a new candy we haven't talked about yet. Ooh, interesting. I got some... Warheads Grubs. Wow. Uh, we're talking R.I.P. Raspberry. Love occult, it. Occult Orange. Okay. Scary Cherry, Cackle Apple, and Luna Lemon. So I don't know. Um, Those but, are pretty good. I'll, I'll give it to him. Yeah, right? It's pretty fun. Get the Warheads guy with his mind being blown, but he's like a zombie and his brain's coming out. It's good <laughs> stuff. Um, so I'm going to try some of these grubs so they're 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 gummies but yes okay beware creepy squirming grubs are crawling everywhere and five wickedly sour shockingly sweet flavors starring zombie wally and co-starring grubs (laughs) so there you go i remember having the original warheads when Mm -hmm. i was a kid and just being like so blown away at how sour they were yeah and and feeling like the fact that I could withstand one and not take it out of my mouth, I felt like, hell yeah. Warheads are great. I feel like I feel like forget about them, but every time I have them, they're so good. Yeah. Oh man, this cackle apple is delightful, but what do you got going on over there? So after some bummers of candies yeah. in recent weeks, I decided that I wanted to end things a little strong Ooh. Um, with a classic. You know, this isn't any sort of a scary or spooky candy of, of any kind, but sure. I just wanted to I, I wanted to end with something that I knew was going to be good. So I got the Haribo Sour Gold Bears. Can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with those. But at the same time, John, oh, man, just cracking open <laughs> the bag. Mm-hmm. You just get punched in the face mm-hmm. with the smell of, of, the, of the Gold Bears. Gosh. Mm. Haribo, please sponsor us. I know you're based in Germany, but um, <laughs> I think there's a natural brand uh, partnership there. Um, yeah, I got to say, these warhead grubs are delightful, but I mean, the spooky sour bats, they win. They win this this, this year. year, hands down, hands yep. down. So good. Man, um, we should have, I should have stocked up when I had the chance. I saw some again, and I was like, ooh, 
I should probably get them before I can't, but I've had a lot of sugar in my system this month. It's probably enough. Wow. And, I, and there's still more to come. I don't know. You know, probably eat that entire bag during this episode. Oh, same. All right, John, there's one additional candy that mm. we've talked about yes. a lot. It's a candy that Patreon, Punk, your friend, my brother, past and future guest, Ooh. Brian Nelson Feeling. It's happening. I've procured some Neko wafers. Yeah, you have. Well done. And I can't remember the last time I had them. They're garbage, but I, <laughs> I feel like we need to do do a little tasting right now because these look ugh, they just look so shitty, man. <laughs> Who so since 1847, this package right. looks like this has been around since 1847. <laughs> yeah. Like what even is what even is this? It looks like a Tums. <laughs> like some sort of <laughs> it's like an Alka Seltzer. Yeah, it helps you with your heartburn or something. So John, um, can you do me a favor and can you pull up like the uh the different flavors? Because I know uh, some people might think, oh, they're like they might have some normal uh, fruit flavors. Uh-huh. Like they have they have trash, trash flavors <laughs> that they're like, well, oh, we we chose these in uh 1847. No need right. to update them. Such as clove. <laughs> Everybody's favorite. Children. Can't stop clamoring for clove. <laughs> um, uh, cinnamon, uh, maybe a little more normal, but uh, this is, I mean, they're 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 zero for two if you ask me. Like, <laughs> no one wants if someone is having, if someone's eating a cinnamon candy, they want it to be like an atomic fireball or something like right, that, right? Not like a dusty <laughs> piece of like dusty ass white <laughs> wafer, not representing heat. Um, Wintergreen normal flavor chocolate now questionable chocolate next to lime and lemon like i'm not sure i need those things bumping up together in the same no. gross old package no uh orange sure. sure uh and then you know you'd be quick to call this trash but i'm ready licorice. to throw down on those licorice flavored ones baby yeah and the thing is like i feel like the clove one if i'm remembering correctly correct me if i'm wrong since you're looking at it i feel like the clove one is like purple well, licorice. Oh, clove is light purple and licorice is dark purple. So there you go. Okay. Naturally. Right. I'm smelling these. I can't even tell. Okay. So I'm going to like vaguely I'm, beige colored. I'm going to uh, pop this in and then get, give you the audio experiment uh, experience mm. of having an echo wafer. Doesn't look pleased. Um, <laughs> I think that might've been orange. Okay. Um, remains to be seen. Um, <laughs> well, at least it, it has Neko printed on it. So that's, there you go. that's a thing that someone's proud of. That looks like clove or licorice. <laughs> you look disgusted as you're chewing these. Oh, no. <laughs> licorice? Chocolate. Oh, weird. That's another thing is like if you're expecting licorice or something and you get chocolate, like that's, there's a lot of different things happening. I'm, I do not understand. <laughs> Brian, get on the pod, defend yourself. Lime. Okay. How's that one? The best one so far. Okay. That's Lime I feel like the that's the so flavors. Far. Citrus seems like that would make sense. Yeah. Jesus. Is this coming through <laughs> how hard yes. these are? They're very loud. <laughs> what oh, was man. that one? It's very hard to distinguish. I don't know. Maybe that was <laughs> chalk. 
chocolate and cloves go right together. oh no it's licorice yeah God damn it mm. let, it, let it wash over you oh no john i can't get it out oh accept it until you have a trash mouth like me delicious wow a following up that licorice necco wafer with this beer it created mm. an absolutely fascinating flavor in my mouth <laughs> uh-huh. that is really hard for me to describe interesting um maybe you just created a new thing yeah oh no clove <laughs> the worst one yet the worst one yet no Why? how could how could clove taste good though i mean do you know what clove tastes like this is exactly it tastes like someone powderized like your your spice cabinet <laughs> yeah not it's not what i want in a candy necessarily no oh my god <laughs> Okay. Well, dear, let me see. I've got <laughs> well, some I've clove had, candies. <laughs> like, okay, Grandma, they must have stopped making those 100 years ago. <laughs> All right, Grandma, let's get you Let's to get bed. you back to hell. <laughs> Do you remember that one? <laughs> anyway. Um, All right, this is... I've, I've, I don't know what flavor have I missed. I feel like hmm. maybe maybe a winter green. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think I had, a, winter maybe I had a winter green. Okay. See, the thing is that they're all like various pastel colors, and so they're hard to... Right. It doesn't matter, man. These these are trash. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think any of them are. Success, I, I ended. I ended <laughs> no, I, I ended very, I ended very uh, poorly there with those with those <laughs> last two. So, um, uh, I give the lime half of a, a pumpkin out of five. Mm-hmm. That's the All only. Right. That's the only one that I tasted that was worth worth anything. Well, I'm but, here to tell you, R.I.P. Raspberry. And cackle apple, at least a, f- a full five out of five Ooh. P- pumpkins up for me. So, nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm jealous. I need to, I need to get my hands on, on some yeah, of man. Do it. And nobody get your hands on Necco wafers ever. <laughs> I don't think that's too much of a concern. Um, <laughs> but like when they were discontinued, people were up in arms that they like had yeah, yeah. that some other candy manufacturer like started making them. I think, or something like that. Right, that sounds familiar. Uh, but, I mean, if they want to sponsor us, it's uh, we'll take it. That's fine. I mean, uh, if they only want to send me, can can they do like the fave greens and just only yeah. send me like just send the limes and just make and send limes? me like the cast offs and just the licorice? I'll do that. Gross, Ugh. Mm. dude. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll bring I'll bring these when we hang Ooh, out next okay. week. That sounds good. And then you can. You can sift through and and find the, the trash licorice. Hell yeah, we had a <laughs> a friend. You can of also my... break your molars trying to eat these. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, a friend of my mother in law's came by recently, and she brought uh, taffy from Ooh. the East Coast where she lives um, to give to the kids. And there were licorice flavored ones in there, and I sifted through them and ate all the licorice flavored taffies. So licorice saltwater taffy, delightful. Some people are calling you a hero. <laughs> Many people are saying this, but I reject mm. such claims. What do you got now? Cleansing my palate with some gold bears. Uh, that's the way to go. Pineapple. Ooh, the king, in my opinion. Mm. That's the clear one, right? Doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the best. Yep. Should we cleanse our palate of the segment with some uh, voicemails? Do we have any of those? <laughs> we sure do have some voicemails, John, because we have a voicemail line. 872-762-4763-872-7 Agpod. So if you guys want to leave us some voicemails, that's how you do it. You got Eric. Hey, guys. Derek Gentry. 
I'm just listening to this week's episode uh, about SS Bounty Hunter, and I heard you mention Adam Fletcher, and then you just glossed right by who that is. It's like you didn't even know. Uh, <laughs> Adam Fletcher is the singer and bass player for Copyrights. Oh, right. Uh, so from what I understand from what you're telling me is that he was also in this band. I know for a fact that he was in a band with Cliffy Huntington called The Reaction after hmm. Cliffy left the Huntington's in the early 2000s, whatever that was. I forget when that even happened. But anyway, so just wanted to drop that wisdom on you in case you didn't know. But uh, Backpack for Life. <laughs> thanks eric thanks man. uh i was coming in with that with that intel we don't know about i feel like somebody mentioned on our patreon zoom hang something about a connection between the copyrights and ss bounty hunter or one of the bands we're talking about it may have been eric yeah probably <laughs> um but yeah i clearly forgot that important detail it makes sense because they're both from southern illinois so yeah probably was him yep fascinating uh, I'm drinking out of a copyrights. Hell yeah. Uh, shit's fucked koozie right now. <laughs> uh, nothing says connection to the Christian scene like a, a shit's fucked koozie. <laughs> oh, we got our boy Jason from LA, which mm. means. Hey guys, it's Jason from LA. Enjoyed the uh, Zoom meeting last night on the Patreon. And for those of you who are listening or not part of the Patreon, you got to sign up. It's $5 a month and you get a meet. Bob Ross was at our Zoom meeting, <laughs> Weird Al. And we even had joy from inside out. That's right. So you're missing out if you're not part of the Patreon. It was wonderful. Uh, I'm really happy. My soccer team won last night, LASC yeah. Galaxy. So fuck the Galaxy. <laughs> and it was an amazing game. I'm just on a high right now. Got four hours of sleep, and I feel great. Uh, just my weekly uh, ghost story from the the Bible College I went to. Uh, mm. There was a, a a coffee house at the uh, Bible College, which every college has. And uh, one night, my friend and I, Portland Paul, and uh, his wife, we were sitting there, and all of a sudden, like, my, his wife had an Italian soda, and it just started moving across the table. What? And Paul and I just started laughing. And as soon as we started laughing, it stopped, and his wife just freaked out. She's like, how did that just happen? And then also, there was these old abandoned mud baths, which they eventually tore down after a couple of years and built offices there. But these old abandoned mud baths just had the creepiest, like, vibe. Like, and then uh, I know, John, you were saying one week how your old girlfriend said to pray. That was mm -hmm. one thing when the Bible College and Calvary Chapel bought this campus. They went in every single room and prayed over it um, mm -hmm. because they knew the history and stuff. So uh, oh, one more other thing. You guys are talking about Trader Joe's stuff. Uh, if you guys like Mexican beer, Trader Joe's has an amazing Trader Joe's beer called Trader Jose's. Yep. Very good. I'm half Mexican, so I don't know if that means any more added uh, <laughs> bonus, being that I like it. It's really good. Add some lime to it. Wonderful. So try Trader Jose beer. They have the regular, they have light, and they have dark. All three are good. Um, I've tried all three recently again, and I seem to go with the light and the regular more. Um, so mad cod for life, and take care. Thanks, buddy. That was a lot of information. That was a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> I... I... <laughs> I remember that at the end of the Zoom, uh, Jason also said, fuck, fuck the galaxy. And we were like, yeah, like, yeah, fuck sure. the galaxy. I was like, sure. I don't, Which one is uh, David Beckham? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. Um, but I'm happy to co-sign uh, 
uh, whatever our dude says about yeah sure. about soccer i'll be like yeah man i'm on your side whatever uh, i want your let's, team to win want, let's want... tear up the stadium and <laughs> tear some seats up. all over people yeah yeah uh this this college as the, <laughs> the concentration of ghost stories at this one college <laughs> is it's like it's like the rent is too damn high i'm like the guy that's like this this college is too damn haunted it's like got, you got to share some ghosts with the rest of us yeah right well I, I, a fascinating story here owned by uh several groups including witches and then taken over <laughs> by a bible college uh yeah. cleansing the place with prayer i mean it sounds this is great we got to do yeah, italian sodas moving on their own moving around maybe it was that old flapper movie star or whatever who likes to mess with stuff <laughs> who knows <laughs> Oh um, man, she's she's on Broadway. She's oh, that's in, right. She doesn't have time to. She's not in to, Hollywood. She, she needs to go to. She's not going to go to Bible college. She's that's fair. Too, too busy uh, chasing around boys at the theater, yeah. throwing DVDs. Um, <laughs> shout out to tra- tra- Trader Jose's too, which I also shouted out a couple weeks ago on the pod. Yeah. I said it would yeah. do in a pinch if you didn't have a Corona, which I I stand by. Sure, I can copy. Huh. Is this on purpose? <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. <laughs> uh, I love that was that was a journey was stealthy yeah because you're like you weren't sure we neither of us were sure we're like is he uh, is he talking he's he, never talked the cackler pocket dialus what did he What's say it? at the beginning there sure, I can copy. did you copy is he on a walkie-talkie see uh did i catch a niner in there is he calling from a walkie-talkie <laughs> what you calling from a walkie-talkie <laughs> um, <was> cordless <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. So first, some some clicking. Yeah. Maybe getting some walkie-talkie or phone stuff involved. Then maybe rummaging through some drawers. Perhaps it sounded like it sounded like it. And then, as always, the perfectly timed cackle. <laughs> just, just when you least expect starting, it. Just yeah. When we're starting to second guess ourselves. Exactly. Phantom cackler, we salute you. Thank you for your work all month. Uh, your service. Yes. Yeah, sad to be, you know, closing out a month where you shine. But uh, you know, we expect you to still pop in even when things are less spooky around here that's true um well that was a good crop speaking of spooky things john Mm. um you got some spooky things to report yeah so you had mentioned uh on for like the third or fourth time (laughs) yeah many times (laughs) your run in with the hat man yes and we had teased on previous episodes that brian and i were going to go to that same street, same area yes. where you um, had that encounter uh, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. And we did just that. Yes. And we reported from the field. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we wanted to share a little bit of our adventure. Hell yeah. With everybody else. I hope you got the hat man on the pod. <laughs> we are at... Your house, Brian, it is just a little after nine. You know, we understand that John was hat man hunting. Well, he wasn't hunting like we are, (laughs) 
<laughs> but he was out much later than we are. But let's, I don't know, maybe maybe in the last 20 years, the hat man has gotten older. He's like, he also doesn't want to be out till one in the morning. Yeah, he's I'm too old for this shit. Until 10 o'clock or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I got to get back to my other dimension. It's like, I got, <laughs> I got to work tomorrow. I got to haunt more people. It's exhausting. So got about a 15 minute drive to get over there. Who knows what we'll see. Um, but we'll try and get some audio video and I don't know, maybe try not creep out the neighbors as we're staking out their neighborhood, but <laughs> recording stuff. In the yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. So just sort of, uh, setting the scene, setting the scene there a little bit. Um, and it was when we arrived to that area that I sort of started to become aware of the kind of neighborhood this was. Golf course. <laughs> All right. We have arrived to the street um, where John and his then girlfriend saw the hat man. We are beneath some of the, the street lights. Um, currently some cars driving by. I don't know if the hat man will show himself with, with so much traffic, but, uh, I can see what John has talked about in the past as the, um, referring to the hat man sort of being at the top of the hill. If you look, Brian, if you look behind us and see like how the, the street kind of goes up some, and he said like, that's where the, he saw the hat man coming that, I guess, down the hill. Mm -hmm. So like kind of going in and out of the street lights. Um, should have brought some beers or something? Or do you want to <laughs> go, I mean, I can't drink beers in the car right now. That's like, I don't know. We look weird enough sitting on this basic. There's nobody else parked around here. I know. It's a kind of a quiet residential street. So I know. Drinking in the car maybe not the best decision. Well, fine. I don't know if Safe. this. I don't know if this was the best decision either. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's a lot more car traffic than I was anticipating. Should we pull over to a different street? Uh, maybe if we swing up, I noticed there's a an area to go up to the left. Maybe we okay. can swing up that way and, and park, park, and have a better, have a less kind of like um, conspicuous, and you know less car traffic. This might be more of a through. Well, this is street. this is the street. Yeah, but we could walk. We could go park on that other street and then walk back this direction after we kind of wander around. Okay. Um, and see see what we see. Um, I did some, I did some like Googling around. I couldn't find any other evidence of other people witnessing the hat man or, yeah. uh, any, uh, you know, of the lists of like most haunted areas in Minnesota, this, this area did not come up. So, yeah. um, I don't I, know, maybe this is, maybe the hat man was just on vacation and happened across John or something. I don't know, maybe, maybe the hat man was lost and confused. So yeah, where are we? You want to go left here, maybe, and we'll. This looked like a. This street is creepier than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> this is. This reminds me of the the opening scene of Get Out. With, yes. Uh, the dude like walking through an affluent suburb. 
So that if, for those of you who have seen that, uh, I'd recently just seen it, so it's like fresh on my mind. Um, yeah, these are these are nice houses. I mean, I guess if you're uh, near a, a park of some kind, you're probably going to be. Well, it's also near one of the big lakes. This is a very wealthy area in right. in the Twin Cities. And, and you uh, know that that actually kind of makes sense for the Hat Man based on what we've heard about him wanting to sort of give people just mess with people and if he's gonna mess with anybody why not mess with some rich people yeah yeah so in a, in a sense he's kind of a hero <laughs> that's 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 yeah that's what I want to take from this situation just messing yeah messing with rich people spooking them out I don't know maybe he yeah now I don't our guests are gonna go back this. Yeah, why do people have Christmas lights up I don't up know, already? there's multiple Christmas lights out for houses around here. These so houses maybe are it's, Maybe it's how they protect themselves from the hat man. These you houses know, are insane. The spirit of Christ protect them <laughs> from the hat man. Is that Santa Claus? What is that? No, it's a... <laughs> no, it is a, is a karate skeleton? Who was it? Or dog. <laughs> Naturally. It might have been a karate no. dog. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's more Christmas lights, though. You're right. All right. Um, look at this house. That is... That is nuts. Um, that's a nice house. Well, let's uh, let's walk around this nice neighborhood and record ourselves. And definitely and... not get arrested. <laughs> and not have the cops called on us. Yeah. What happened to Andrew and Brian that night? They didn't find the hat man, but they did <laughs> experience the inside of a Minneapolis jail cell. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is... We're back on 30, 38th, so this is... This is the street. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, okay. we should just park and wander this path This here. stretch here. Yeah. All right, well, I don't want to park. I don't really want to park in a neighborhood because that doesn't seem, I feel like that would give people pause more. So maybe we can, all right. Can you park on the street at the top of the hill there and walk down here maybe? Hatman style? I don't know that people will necessarily notice. They're probably already um, slightly drunk on their very expensive scotch or something like That's that. That's true. That's true. Uh, Alright. Well, it's a, it's a public street. Yes, there's cars parked here, so this doesn't yeah. look as weird as that street that no cars were parked on. Yeah, true. Alright, so we... It was exciting. Got ourselves a little oriented. We needed to find a good, a good spot. Um, this is like the beginning of a found footage movie before things go horribly wrong. I know you're like we were. You were like, oh, should we should we do um, like the the stations of the cross? Should we like follow in the footsteps of Batman and and just like uh, do do what he did? So um, I will say, I also did some searching around online after you suggested that. Saw maybe any folks. I'd seen any Hatman Minneapolis sightings. I couldn't find anything. But part part of what was thrown off the results was there's some guy in like Apple Valley called the Hatman who like makes funny hats. <laughs> God damn it, dude! Um, I also wanted to capture a little bit of the essence of mm. the evening. Okay. Mm. Some leaf crunching. good sounds like halloween 
There were lots of freshly fallen leaves. Yeah, this day. Love it. And uh, I'm a so big texture little... boy, so it <laughs> worked for me. Yeah, um, I have took a little video here. There it is. Looks familiar. Now you guys are not wrong that it's a so far no hat man. It's a nice neighborhood. But Brian and I were just discussing. You know, this is a looks like a very affluent neighborhood. And one thing I was thinking is like, think about haunted TV shows or movies or whatever. Not a lot of ghosts haunting low income or poverty poverty stricken areas. They're always in some sort of old mansion or some creepy, you know, well-to-do area. It's a good point. I mean, when you guys called me, you were like, it's pretty nice around here. It's just kind of a residential area. But I'm like, but would it, isn't that scarier than if it was like <laughs> a haunted stretch of abandoned highway? Like you might expect the shadow person to pop up there. I'm not, I'm not expecting the student to pop up near Edina in Minnesota. Oh, there it is. We're yeah. looking at a picture of the hill. Now in my brain, the hill was like three times as steep as that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's probably pretty much exactly where we were standing. And you, you could kind of see if somebody came on over the top there from a distance, you know? Yeah. And then was it, was it you that pointed yes. out this sort of weird a glowing orb in this picture? Yeah. Weird glowing anomaly in the middle of the we're gonna have to post we'll have to post yes i'll post this stuff and it's not not the hat man i'll say that (laughs) i don't know maybe this is kind of like the the dimension like with a this is where he passes over maybe it's like a rip maybe it's a rip in the fabric of our dimensions now part of me is like ah it's some light reflecting off those streetlights or something but like this looks exactly what people use as like proof of a ghost I, i took a photo of it looks like that so I'm not saying you didn't encounter him. Yeah, let me see. Hold on, let me zoom in on this. Mm, Looks like a diamond. What is this, John? What is this? uh... Enhance. 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 (laughs) There might be a face in there somewhere. It's also kind of different in shape and color. It is. It doesn't. It's it's so far away from the light source. Yes. And it doesn't follow the same pattern as the light, and it's just like. What is it, John? Some people are saying we have definitive proof of shadow people walking many, among us. Many people are saying that uh, confirmed Hatman sighting 2022. <laughs> I think so. 20th anniversary. He's like, I'll be a little blue diamond for you in the street. Here, I got a little bit, a little bit more audio for you. So we're calling to the Hatman. We're not sure what the Hatman call is. <laughs> we need to sing a jaunty tune. Do we need to shanties? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what kind of. I don't know what era the hat man is from looks victorian you know maybe if he's a victorian what would a what would a victorian some sort of a waltz or something (laughs) should we get a harpsichord with that really sad violin song of some sort maybe i guess he's jaunty so not sad yeah it needs to be it needs to be some somewhat upbeat i suppose Maybe it needs next to be season, like next season of Magpod, classical Victorian music. 
that's what that's what um as we all know super niche music is what is bringing in all of our listeners right now <laughs> uh, it's probably good that he's nowhere to be seen more leaf action Shows up. The leaves show up a lot louder on audio than. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the hat man is like us when we were in college. You know, he didn't even start getting ready to go out until after ten o'clock. <laughs> he was pre-gaming at home still. So. <laughs> the hat man doesn't have time to haunt people who are old and need their sleep. <laughs> Maybe the hat man also has sleep apnea. (laughs) Hat man doesn't have kids for sure. No. (laughs) The hat boy and girl would be really super creepy. That would be a whole other level of... I mean, if he did have kids, that's why he's not out. He's he's exhausted. (laughs) Just a couple of jaunty children. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna pass down his cane one of these days. (laughs) It's your turn, Hunt. <laughs> the wealthy streets of West Minneapolis. This is good. This is good sound, though. Got the crickets, the leaves, the cars passing by. It sets a vibe. You guys looking up the hill as you walk? Maybe we need to go to the other side. Is that the golf course here? No, like the other side of the street. Maybe. It's a noble effort at Hatman hunting. We're doing our best, man. I was just going to say, perhaps, you, know, you guys have theorized a couple things, but we were certainly not haunting the Hatman. He targeted us. And maybe if you're haunting him, you know. Haunting him? Yeah, yeah. I'm hunting, sorry. hunting, hunting. Hunting the haunter. He's not eager to just pop out at you. It's like you know, he, when you he needs to show up when you least expect him. Right. Yeah. It's like if you're like, oh, I don't even give a shit about the hat man. He'll be like, here I am. But if you're like, where are you, hat man? You may be like, screw that. Um, but uh, and then yeah, the timing may be part of it. I mean, I appreciate you guys came up pretty late. Like post nine is pretty good. But, you know, it was like whatever I said, between 12 and 1 or something. So that's, yeah. that is quite a bit later. Yeah. Next year, we'll... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll get the crew together. Maybe. Brian and I had some ideas about how to... Okay, okay. How to swing that. All right. Well, maybe a little bit of a bust. Uh, or maybe we're just out a little too early. That's also a distinct possibility. But as we just talked with John, his... He made the point that it's kind of a good thing that we didn't see the hat man because <laughs> as he has mentioned in his story many times that the hat man pretends a something bad's going to happen. So, you know, at least we're not being murdered tonight. Yeah, uh, I'm happy about that. I would, <laughs> you know, like to be home later and not have the hat man appear to me again in my room or something. Yeah. Yes, that's the dream. No no shadow people is ideal. 
Well, next year, we're going to drag John out, and maybe the hat man will remember, jog mm. his memory. I think uh, I think next year, a, uh, a Magnafrite pod Halloween gathering in Minneapolis, Ooh. Ooh. Uh, in a, you know, get a, hit up some, some drinks somewhere, and then a late yes. night uh, tour of the hat man spot, you know, kind of a... A group hat man experience. I wonder if there's an Airbnb in this neighborhood. That way we can oh, be I'm sure there is. So we got it that way. That'll that'll do it. Yeah. Just that that seems like a really good idea. Let's all pile into an Airbnb and uh, go hunt for the hat man. I, I don't see what the problem is. It sounds like a great idea to me. I mean, at the very least we'll have a, an actual place we can all run back to close by and a place to and kind of to do our prayers once yes we, uh, yeah. John can pray that hedge of protection yes uh, I don't know I think this is a great idea and we'll just we'll we'll lock it down we'll get the dates out there Minneapolis 2023 uh, the 21 year anniversary of the hat man sounds like a great idea nothing nothing can go wrong no notes nope (laughs) i love it let's get t-shirts made so a couple things there um you may have noticed i talked about bringing you out there maybe that the hat man would remember you right Uh, some many many people are saying that i'm using we're using you as bait (laughs) yeah and we're bringing that up on our call post that hey hat man remember me remember this guy (laughs) um yeah i wonder if there's like a threshold for a number of people he's willing to hunt at the same time (laughs) because do you do you hit maximum capacity at your your number of people per group that he's like oh forget that you know like (laughs) That's too many. These guys are too into it. Um, I don't know. But uh, yeah, and maybe like, you know, he might chase us to our Airbnb or wherever we're going. But what if you hit him with the prayer like mid him floating at you? If you're just like, God, get this demon away from me. Does he like, I like fly away or what happens? We'll find out. Well, we'll definitely find <laughs> out. Uh, I, I had also maybe said on on our call that we had with you that, because before Brian and I went hunting, you said that you would pray a hedge of protection around us. And I thought, yes. oh, maybe the, maybe John prayed. I prayed too, too hard. Sorry. Pray too hard. The hedge of protection was too, was too strong. Uh, TBH, I did not pray for you guys. Sorry. So <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not on me. <laughs> well, I don't know. Somebody, somebody must have because <laughs> yeah. the only thing we have is a little glowing blue diamond yeah. to, to go on. So. A lot of pastors on that uh, group text we were doing. So, you know, <laughs> one of them probably prayed something. Um, That's true. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think a good, a good uh, hat man hunting first effort. Um, as we said, many people are traumatized by seeing him. So, you know, the fact that you're like, I'm disappointed. We didn't see this terrifying <laughs> interdimensional being <laughs> is funny. Um, but I guess I'm, yeah, I'm both glad and sad that there was no hat man sighting that night. I mean, I don't need something else to be traumatized over. Yeah, so you got enough going on. It's probably a good thing, but um, it was probably testing fate. But so no hat man. Um, oh, man, that was wonderful though. Did our best. We'll we'll try again some some other time and yes, and see. I fully support this group spooky hangout next year. 
Oh man. That sounds like, it sounds great. Let's, if we can lock it down for sometime summer next year, Airbnb, hell yeah, someplace just, you know, bunch of us, booze, spooky uh, movies, spooky movies. Yeah. Uh, telling, telling some ghost stories. Perfect. Um, drunkenly hunting for the hat man. <laughs> sounds like, sounds like the dream. A, a horror story waiting to happen. <laughs> um, yes, that was great. Uh, next year, I'll have to do some field recording of my own. Um, you guys uh, recorded something where I used to live, and now I can go explore Cuba Road, the famous haunted area near where you guys grew up uh, that I haven't experienced. But supposedly there's a bunch of ghost sightings over in that area. So I might, I'll, I'll drive around at night and see what I can find. Um, you're saying you're going to do that next year? I don't know. Yeah. Not, not in the next two days. Um, John, oh, I that, see. Almost, Sorry. that almost implies. <laughs> I'll come that... back down to visit my family here. <laughs> okay. There we go. There I caught myself go. in that trap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for those of you who are, who are, uh, keeping score, um, the pod is over unless John finally moves out here next year. It'll happen. Uh, we also have to go to Gray Cloud Island in Minnesota. Um, mm. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but not. known as uh, one of the most haunted places in the state. It's a it's a small town that only has like 300 residents, um, and they basically it's like private property basically, um, but it's close to an island, and they will like kick you out of town if you're there past dark basically um but there are many many creepy things you can find there supposedly so we got to go check this place out they even made like a short horror film about this based on gray cloud island so anyway next year see you there next year gray cloud hat man speaking of spooky activities Mm, yes for for one last time, at least in this context, Andrew, I, I have an a pro- important question for you. As I grab a, a fistful of gold bears, yes, I'm <laughs> yes. listening. Would you like to play a scary game? Hell yes, I would. All right. So in keeping with some other episodes of the season, this is a little half-assed, uh, <laughs> but I did. We, we may not have an, a new original quiz for you this time, although we had a couple of those for you this month, and that was pretty good. Um, but I did find online... Uh, courtesy of Reddit user, my name is Dween, um, uh, a Family Feud Halloween game that I thought I could throw your way. Put on those Quizmaster pants, spooky Quizmaster pants one more time this month. Um, I don't know where uh, my name is Dween has sourced this information, but I think we can all agree that we trust them. And uh, yeah, it's uh, clearly based on a survey of some kind. So family feud style, Mm. I will ask you some questions. You will give up some answers of of what you think they could be, and you'll get three wrong answers per question, right? That's how it works. And once you hit three, then you're out. But you can keep naming things that are on the list. Uh, Appropriate for this episode's discussion so far, Andrew. What is the worst kind of candy to get during trick-or-treating? I'm going to say black licorice. Can I see black licorice? Yep, it's number two on the list. 
All right, so that's so one. Worst, it's worst candy, you're saying? Yes. I got to say Necco wafers. Show me Necco wafers. <clears throat> I'm sorry. For our purposes here, you did not get it, but it is on the list. It's in last place, um, but it's not in the top five. Okay. I'm going to have to go with candy corn. Show me candy corn. Number one. Ooh, interesting. Candy corn. Yes, by, uh, by a significant margin. A controversy of sorts. I feel Indeed. like we talked about this on the Patreon Halloween hang. Yes. A larger majority of people said they enjoyed candy corn than those who said that they did not enjoy candy corn. Right. Well, we all have wrong ideas. Are, are we looking for, are we Are we like general candies? Are we, are, do, do these get specific? Um, they're, they're fairly specific. Um, but I'll just say they're not all candies. That's a little hint. Wait, I thought this was all candy. <laughs> well, it's all treats. The, the, the question had candy in the title, but that was a little uh, deceptive. All right. Well, then I'm going to... Okay, I'm going to have to go with then toothbrush. Ooh. Survey says... <clears throat> toothbrush is on there, but again, uh, well outside the top five. Pennies? Show me pennies. <clears throat> Dang it. Penny's not on the list, sorry. It's a good guess, though. All right. Like that. Did you guys ever, ever get pennies? I remember getting pennies. Yeah. Not a fan. Um, okay, rounding out the top five here, Tootsie Rolls at number three. Mm. Makes sense. Nobody really likes to see this. Uh, it's fine. but uh, And then number four, Raisins. Mm. Get those out of here. Get them out. I don't want those. Number five, Apple or Fruit. Um, which I don't remember getting many apples, but... Definitely not. Unless you're sticking some razor blades in there to mess with some kids, <laughs> am I right? Classic Halloween prank. Love a shredded esophagus. <laughs> it's the best. That's how you get that sugar high. Exactly. Okay, let's do this one. This is fun. Name a stereotypical sexy costume for men. For men? Uh-huh. Sexy costume for men? <laughs> Podcaster, obviously. <laughs> um, Christian uh, horror lead, punk frontman. Lead singer of The Deadlines. <laughs> Think of like, you know, who would show up as a stripper gram. A sexy policeman. Show me policeman. Number two. Uh fireman? Firefighter. Number one. Alright. Uh sexy construction worker. Number four. So is this just the village people? <laughs> Maybe. Sexy cowboy? <laughs> show me cowboy. Okay. Cowboy is on the list, but outside the top five. Kind of construction worker adjacent. Some of these. Like what? I mean, what do men do? That's sexy. That's <laughs> a thing that I'm constantly thinking about. Oh no. Oh man. Oh man. I just spend so much of that in my day thinking about like in general. What do men do? What does sexy, sexy men? What do men do that are? It's really sexy. Um. You know what? I'm feeling very confident about this. Sexy. Mm. Sexy mailman, John. Se sexy mailman. He's got those short shorts carrying that heavy, heavy bag. He's so, delivering uh, he's delivering that package to you. Uh good place style. The calendar of a uh, mailman. Um you know what I'm talking about? That was Eleanor's fantasy was mailman on uh, the good place. That's, oh that's true, that's true. That's a cheaty made her a calendar of him in mailman outfits for every <laughs> month of the year. Uh survey says <laughs> No mailman on the list. Sorry. I don't know. Sexy military guy. Hmm. Show me sexy military guy. 
not on there. Here's what I'll say. Right. Uh, tell me, tell me what you think about when you think about <laughs> things that men do that are sexy. I'll just say, stripper slash Chippendale is in there. So that's what mm-hmm. I was saying when I was like, think of you know the obvious thing. But All right. I don't know. it's not like you see a lot of stripper Chippendales walking around in, um, Halloween or whatever. No. Um, but then uh, lumberjack is the other big one. Ooh, okay. Sexy lumberjack. Yeah. Fair's fair. We have to be equitable here. Name a stereotypical sexy costume for women. Sexy nurse. Number one. Ding. <laughs> uh, s- uh, sexy maid. Show me sexy maid. Number three. Uh, sexy cheerleader. Oh. Show me cheerleader. Not on what? the list, which is surprising, right? That is surprising. Oh. No. Sexy cat. Sexy cat. Number two. All right. Sexy witch. Show me which. Which what? is on the list, but outside the top five. God damn it. So All you've right. got one, two, three, three out of five. I'm going to do a shout out to How I Met Your Mother. Uh, mm. uh, <laughs> slutty Pumpkin. Slutty Pumpkin. Show me Slutty Pumpkin. <laughs> no. Not on there. No I think slutty that's three. Um, right. So Nurse Cat made Playboy Bunny. Oh, lame. And then Cop, which is lame. kind of surprising. Um, but there you go. Cop in the top five for both. Hey, I don't care... I don't care how sexy of a cop you are. Um, a cab, a cab for life. Hey, I ain't, I ain't licking no boots even when they're a sexy costume, right? <laughs> even though, even them when they're them, uh, them tall leather boots. Yeah, I, I might them. lick those kind of pumps, but I ain't licking <laughs> no fake lady cop costume boots. <laughs> Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Let's see. Should we do one more of these? Let's do one more. One more. Okay, well, let's go with this one. Name something you would need if you're going to dress as Donald Trump for Halloween. An American flag. Show me flag. I was thinking about like that <laughs> when he hugged the flag. When, when he hugs hugs the flag. Uh, how about a a giant red tie? Show me giant red tie. Sorry, number six is long red necktie, <laughs> just right. outside the top. Okay, well, let's go with the obvious one. A shitty wig toupee survey says ding 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 number one by a mile bad okay. toupee slash wig all right how about a? how about some bronzer show me bronzer number two fake tan slash makeup slash cheeto dust <laughs> a ill-fitting suit mm, show me suit suit is on there it doesn't specify Ill, ill-fitting but i guess that's implied <laughs> All right, you're at uh, one, two, three out of the top five. How about a bag of McDonald's or fast food of some kind? <laughs> Survey says. That's that's good, but but not on there. All right, is that? I think you get one more guess. Just a bunch of indictments. <laughs> Survey says. No indictments. That's good though. I would put them on there. Um, rounding out the top five are tiny hands, which is pretty funny. Um, and then fat suit slash padding, which is a little fat phobic and uh, rude, but you know, these are the results. Yeah. Uh, MAGA hat in last place, which I would have guessed would have been on that. Oh, I don't. I didn't even. Uh, for some reason, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, well, um, your suggestions were good. That was our half-assed uh, family feud Halloween quiz. I think you had a good effort there got a few more in here that we could do some other time perhaps but you know mix it up it's kind of fun it was fun yeah i mean it's a uh, definitely more difficult than some of the some people might be thinking oh man that, these are so obvious but i think in the moment 
you're just like, uh, uh. yeah, it's tricky. I feel like I wouldn't do well, you know, (laughs) you know, my performance (laughs) on quizzes. I don't think I would do well in family feud. Um, but Andrew, before we close out this first segment, sorry, I, I gotta say if this were a real family feud, um, every question would be phrased with something Sexually. suggestive yeah and then steve harvey steve would feign shock at the camera yeah yeah it's like i should have been a little name something that your wife likes to put in her mouth <laughs> oh raisin it <laughs> my big dick <laughs> i don't know and then he's like mm, giving you the yeah the big eyes this um, is a giant caterpillar mustache <laughs> well i'm no steve harvey um thankfully <laughs> but I am somebody who has a report of a recent Christian horror rock event that I would like to yes. share my findings about Let's hear it. Um, before we close out this first segment and move on to our album this week. Um, so I was fortunate enough to go see our dude's grave robber last week and we covered them on Magnified pod last year. I fell in love with them uh, they wear skeleton masks and uh, wigs of stringy hair. And the lead singer's name is Wretched, and he carries a shovel around <laughs> and he talks like this. <laughs> and um, he, they play, the drummer plays behind uh, a pointy fence with skulls hanging on it and lanterns and the flag of Grave Robber. And they have smoke and lights, and it's just the best. So, I saw, I've only seen them once prior to this, and that was last Christmas, you may remember. Yeah. <laughs> where they played their their Christmas songs show, which was which was really something. Um, and that's where I got the hot sauce that we reviewed. Um, but the Christmas experience is not really the, the the grave robber experience. No. So this is my first time really properly seeing them. I was excited about it, partly because they were playing this place the Brower house in Lombard, which I'd never heard of, but is like a pretty big venue and like pretty spooky. They have a lot of spooky, like pinball machines and stuff up on the walls. And it's a big venue and they host a lot of like horror stuff. So it's like, well, what a perfect venue for them. You know, it's uh they'd played there before. Um, it was uh, obviously like a, a friendly to their vibe type of place. So I was like, oh, maybe like I'll see a packed show because at the Christmas one, I was one of like three people there. Um, yeah. That was also a weeknight in the city and it's like Christmas horror punk, you know, not exactly. This seemed more like a slam dunk and it was fairly full at the beginning, but I'll say there were four bands. I was yeah. texting you this and, and posting on the Discord throughout the night and it started at 930. Oh my so God. I was like, Ooh, if there's one opening band and then them, I could get down with that, but there are four. And I was like, okay, maybe they'll be, you know, short and sweet and tight little sets. And, you know, worst case scenario, they go on at like midnight and that's a late night, but whatever. They went on at like 1245 <laughs> and people just kind of filed out throughout the night. And I'm guessing that's mainly why I don't really blame them because it was late and I was tired. I will say all four bands were good. I had fun, but like, you know, by being there like three hours by myself in a place that didn't have any people in it, I was a little bit like, I guess I'll text Andrew what beer I'm drinking again. Um, <laughs> getting a little lonely. Um, so I was sad for them because it was like, 
big venue and it seemed like a lot of people were there for i know they were because there were a lot of people in grave robber shirts but even they left like a couple songs into the set i'm guessing because they were like in groups of people who maybe not all wanted to stay there for all of grave robber so by like one o'clock you're like i think i'm good but i stayed until the bitter end my friends and i had a great time i got a picture with them cool dudes um very fun sets. I, I wish uh, I, I'm guessing in Indiana where they're from, they, they get, you know, bigger shows, but sometime I would love to see them in like a packed environment and really give them the audience for the show that they put on. Like even when I was there with like three people, they put on a great show. So I suggest seeing them a lot of fun, very tight live. Um, Wretched sorry, dragging his shovel you. around, dragging that shovel around. He comes out at the beginning of the show, dragging it and kind of <laughs> looking at you with it. And it's awesome. Um, but what I want to talk about is this band Leper, who opened. Uh, so it was uh, the first band was a uh, Prison City Brigade, who are from here, and then Cannibal Apocalypse, uh, who are also awesome. from here. <laughs> awesome band name. <laughs> and the dude mostly just sat on the on the edge of the stage and just kind of like stared at us in Cannibal Apocalypse. Um, but that was fun too. And then. The, the, no connection to the Christian scene, as far as I'm aware, for either of those two bands. Pretty like, you know, horror punk bands. And then the third was this band Leper, who I'd never heard of. And let me tell you, I got excited when Leper came on. I was texting you, I was posting on the Discord. Um, Leper, this guy has like, he's wearing like, you know, white um, face paint and black lips. And he's got sort of like a, a black sort of see-through blanket <laughs> over his like face and shoulders and stuff. That he never takes off. He's got, uh, he, he's he's playing the guitar. He's also rocking out on some drum machine synthy action. Uh, there's a woman bashing a gong and playing the flute and stuff next to him. There's another woman who's dancing with scarves the whole time when she's not singing backup vocals. There's just a lot going on. And Leper, I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty gothy. I really enjoyed them. Um, and <laughs> I told you this that. Before each song, he would say, this next song is about death. And so I laughed the first time. And the second time I laughed, and the third time I was like cackling because it was just so funny. Um, some other highlights from their set included a song where the chorus just went, bats! <laughs> bats! Um, it's great. There was one song where they were howling like wolves and encouraging us all to howl. So we were all howling. Um, so I had a lot of fun with them. After their set, I told you, I went up to the lead singer and said, you guys are fucking awesome. And he was kind of like, oh, thanks, man. But like, you know, sort of uh, <laughs> didn't seem like overly enthused. Um, I learned later, not only are they a Christian band, but they are like based out of Jesus People USA, who we invoked on the pod recently. You know, the group strongly connected to Cornerstone and yep. a long time Christian community. Yeah. In, in Chicago. I think they formed there. <laughs> what? I'm just thinking, thinking, I, I just love the idea of you unknowingly going up to this probably fairly pious Christian uh -huh. man and be like, holy fucking shit, guys. <laughs> Blew my dick off. This fucking rule. Holy shit. Oh, man. I had no clue, but uh, <laughs> he seemed grateful. In their defense, I mean, I guess in my defense, I didn't. There was nothing like overtly Christian about their set. Now, when I went back, sure. as we'll see in a minute here, and looked at some of their songs and the lyrics and stuff, it's like, oh, I guess I could have seen that if I had looked closely, much like a lot of the spooky bands we cover in Magnified Pod. Um, but uh, yeah, they've been around for like, I 
at least since like 2005 or so so quite a while and have a lot of albums and um they are pretty like straightforward goth stuff um but once i actually got to look at their albums i was like oh there's tons of like christian imagery and stuff in here i don't know how i didn't catch that so one of the songs they played early on in their set was the song where is thy sting which is featured on the new album newest album there is called this nest song is about death <laughs> which i was like it's so funny that the, they put out an album called that um so just to give you a taste of the vibe at about 127 in this song is kind of like when i was like i'm super into this band So that gives you a little taste. Now, it may not like bowl you over, but like imagine that super loud and those like synthy bass, just like yeah. It was just like whoa! I wasn't expecting these guys. Um, so anyway, we're definitely covering Leper next year on Magnified Pod. Absolutely, get them on the pod. Also, um, it appears like all of their albums, all their song titles are in gaelic yeah some some gaelic vibes here yeah so like i'm wondering what the significance of that is uh if if they're drawing from old celtic christian yeah at uh, least on the storytelling well not not just the new album it, it would say other ones too yeah so beautiful gray day and everybody died which is a which is an awesome title like in werewolf there oh is this is this german yes i smell blood yeah um great stuff so yes this is interesting good news andrew yeah if you want to find out more about leper you'll be in town as we're recording this uh next friday and they're playing here next friday dude oh shit does Kristen want to see leper (laughs) (laughs) um I don't know. If, I don't know if she has a choice. Anyway, we'll see what happens. We don't have to do it, but I'm just saying, you and me might have to go see some leper that night. Um, Hell yeah! Fascinating band. I had to do a leper slash grave robber report. Uh, some folks on the Discord had heard about them. I I never did. So anyway, if you got leper stories, let us know. Super cool album covers too. Yeah, this is like, it's like, not metal, but like true sort of goth, <laughs> goth yeah. vibe. Look at that dude with the blanket over his face. Cool guy. <laughs> this is Vol Negro de Dantela. Black Lacy Veil. I guess that's what he wears over his face. This is definitely these, John vibes. <laughs> yeah, these these industrial synths sound a little chintzy, but imagine them live. Ooh. Yeah, I'm I mean, it's cool that. stuff. Yeah, it's cool. If you it's hear really... this like loud and just full of bass, it's it, it does something to you. I'll tell you. Yeah, into it. So, John, we've spent maybe <laughs> like 
uh, an hour and a half uh-huh. in this first segment. <laughs> yeah, to, segment's uh, gonna be shorter. Segment next segment's gonna be much shorter because we're gonna be covering a six-song EP. Do you want to introduce that? Want to lead us into this next segment there? Sure. We'll take a little break. We'll come back. We'll talk Spyglass Blues, the Blue EP. Hey, John. Hey. Have you heard of Small Step Records? You know, the name is familiar, but but tell me more. Well, Small Step Records is a faith-based DIY record label with Mm -hmm. bands that are melodic punk, pop punk, easy core, emo, and ska. And they have some new albums and new bands releasing records right now on all streaming services. You should check them out. Andrew, not only that, they are MagPod's first official sponsor. Oh, really? Starburst got nothing on these guys. All Mm. right. These guys are the real deal. (laughs) Uh, The tagline is love God, love others, listen to pop punk. You can go to smallstepperecords.com, check out the cool records and merch and bands they have, and we will be through their generosity, offering some giveaways in the coming uh, weeks and months uh, on our socials of some of these Small Step Bands records. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Also, John, unlike some record labels, which may have come up over the course of the podcast, the artists on Small Step always keep 100% of the rights and ownership of their music. Yes. So any money that goes to Small Step goes directly back into supporting the bands. This is a label with integrity, so you yeah. love to see it. Love to see it. Small Step. Check them out. Smallsteprecords.com. Hi, my name is Stephen Long, and I host a show here on Rock Handy called Sacred Tension. It's about the spiritual discipline of asking questions. If you find yourself uncomfortable in your faith, or if you find yourself caught between modern science and ancient religion, or if you're curious about the journeys of others who are sorting out faith and doubt, Sacred Tension is a place where nothing is off limits. You will find conversations with pastors, cult experts, spiritual leaders, and skeptics, all discussing the ways we navigate the faiths we were given. Find Sacred Tension right here on Rock Candy and wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, talking Spyglass Blue, talking that blue EP. That's right. There's a few things about this that are different <laughs> for us here. Uh, I can't remember the last time we covered an EP on the main feed. I guess we did it with Pedro, technically, maybe. I don't remember. Yeah. <clears throat> but not something we typically do. Uh, less spooky than anything we've done on Magnifrite Pod before. But I think an important piece of the spooky Christian scene. Um, and I like the vibes here a lot. Um, so we had talked about who we might have here in the slot, went back and forth a little bit. Um, there are only two albums of theirs that are currently widely available on streaming this one and another LP. And just in the interest of what you talked about recently of like covering albums we like, (laughs) um, I liked this one a lot more. And so I was just pushing for us to talk about it. So, um, yeah, maybe not the most beloved or well-known of their efforts uh or as you mentioned when we were texting not the most beloved or well-known of this guy's bands <laughs> which right. we'll get into that but i do feel like 
you know, if the uh, if the Encyclopedia of Contemporary Christian Music calls them a rare example of Christian goth music, and if they call themselves quote the most legit goth act in the CCM world, uh, that's quite a distinction. We got to include them in the mix somehow. Yeah. So I was pumped to get into this. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question, but Andrew, when did you first hear Spyglass Blue? Um, when you suggested covering them recently. <laughs> yeah, like a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly had not heard of them until this season. Uh, this was thanks to a few people, especially our dude Jared on the Discord, really coming in correct with a lot of uh, info on the Christian scene, a lot of spooky Christian band recommendations that I had no idea about. So thank you to him and other Patreon folks, folks on social media for making some recommendations. Um, but yes, yeah, Spyglass Blue, well known, I think, to certain segments of the scene, but not not a band I knew. Um, they formed in 1995 in Dallas, Texas, uh, as a gothy post-punk new wave band, uh, often credited with popularizing post-punk and goth in Christian alternative music. Uh, but they were formed by Alan Aguirre of Scattered Few, who were a seminal early Christian punk band, and you were sort of telling me off pod, like, are they the better band to cover here? I do think we need to, maybe there's like a, hmm, maybe that's where Stave Zaker fits in or something, but is there sort of like a, a classic early sort of Christian punk or Christian post-punk season we might do it something like that, where there's like... Yeah, I think some, if we're yeah. covering like Scattered Few... Mm-hmm. Crucified, crucified, yeah. Uh, Stave Zaker, yeah. That that could be really fun. That might be fit a little bit more in there because yeah. they're more, they're definitely more in the punk vein, mm-hmm. um, amongst other influences. But yeah, yeah, they would, they would be really fun to talk about. Uh, Alan Aguirre, a fascinating guy. Um, you know, scattered few certainly less. Um, gothy than spyglass blue even if like i said it's not it's not it's probably the least scary band we've talked about on magnified pod but where the gothy elements come in a lot i think a lot of the vocals like he really leans into that sort of bauhaus peter murphy some glam and bowie elements um with the kind of croony vocals you were doing um he kind of had this androgynous like lou reedy look yeah um definitely some of that you know, 70s punk glam uh, elements to what they're doing. Um, but uh, he's an interesting guy. Um, clearly an influential figure within the scene today. Mm, apparently mainly well known for his pretty conservative theology and politics. Um, so you can definitely find him giving sort of questionable uh christian sort of self-help talks if you look for those out there which is fascinating um but retains a a connection to the punk scene and um they are they released their second lp uh well i should say let me back up they released their their self-titled ep is their first release in 1995 and both that and their first lp shadows which is possibly their best regarded album are are missing from most streaming services i said but shadows should be up again soon um they're still like active on social media 
uh, he said that Shadows is getting re-released on vinyl with bonus tracks soon. Uh, like he posted about it as recently as uh, like a few weeks ago. So, uh, so, you know, apparently still in the mix to some extent. Um, but yeah, that earlier stuff was a little gothier than this even. Um, certainly had that Bauhaus influence there too. Um, so yeah, the, their second LP, Loud as Feathers, was released in 2001. That one, I would say, has more of a Bowie vibe and influence. Um, and then their second EP, this one, uh, the Blue EP, in 2003. Um, and that was their last release, so they haven't done anything new since then. But both of those records, Loud as Feathers and the Blue EP, are available to stream. Um, I don't know if you got to listen to any of Loud as Feathers, but I just like the vibe here more. Um, and so... Yeah, I was eager to talk about the sound that they were going for on this one. I, I like I like some of what's going on here. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I can't speak for the remainder of the work that yeah. Spy Spyglass Blue has done. This this EP isn't uh a home run for me. Okay. I feel like half of the songs work for me. Okay. I I think you're gonna it's gonna be pretty clear <laughs> which, which half? What yes. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm with you. Um, I will say I really like all these songs. I like this a lot, but I do really like um, half of it more than the other half. Um, and I don't know. I I just think they're an interesting band. And again, like anytime we come across one of these bands, I'm like, well, we have to sort of shine a light on this because this is really interesting. And it's interesting yeah. that it came out of the scene and I had no awareness of them. And so... I would like to at least touch on them, even if it's for like a shorter amount of time than we normally do. Um, we should say their initial lineup was Alan on vocals and guitar, Kane Kelly on guitar, River Tunnel on bass, Joshua Pyle on keys, and Chris Rosentrader on drums. Uh, Eric Gentry, let me know which of those people went on to found an important punk band that we forgot about. <laughs> um, I'm sure one of them did something. Um, but... Didn't for... you know that they, they're all in the copyrights? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> copyrights keep coming up. Um, but this lineup uh, for the Blue EP was Alan on vocals and guitar, Sergio De Leon on guitar, Brian May on bass, and Jason Perez on drums. Brian um, May was in this band? Right, and I was like, wait, Brian May? Isn't that like queen <laughs> it's the guitarist from queen <laughs> i'm assuming it's a different brian May, <laughs> but yeah, i had the same thoughts <laughs> yeah i don't um, think uh brian may when he was in his <laughs> 60s it's just throwing joined. down the bass on an ep for the spyglass blue <laughs> yeah probably not uh but maybe maybe he zoomed it in or something um no uh yeah i, don't, I, I tried to look this up too and i was like how can you call it? Is your name like is Sergio, Sergio De Leon also sounds like you're sort of an homage to something. And then Brian May, I'm like, are you just sort of biting that? Yeah, I don't know if, if folks have more information let us know. But uh, I can say that all lyrics were by Alan. It was produced by Alan, mixed by Alan and River Tunnel, who is their old bass player we just mentioned and mastered by Joe Sidoti, who also did uh, some Dogwood and some other stuff. Um, but this album uh was released january 1st 2003 on accidental sirens which is the label that uh, guire started um so clearly he's got his fingerprints uh, all over this thing um and yeah I, I i love this i really like all these songs my favorite two songs on this are more streamed than any of the songs on the lp 
that are available. So I'm guessing I'm not alone in, in preferring this one. Um, like I said, the other albums are maybe gothier, but this one retains some gothy and post-punk elements, but I'd say this is more aggressive and melodic than some of their other stuff, at least in my estimation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think enough of those goth elements are still there uh, that, that make it a, a spooky enough fit for this month. Um, so should we, should we dive in? Is there anything else you want to cover? Uh, no, that's it. Let's dive in to Mercy. so good this is my number two okay it's my number one okay but uh i i just absolutely rules i i love it i love the energy from second one yes um just catchy melody baseline throughout bass the bass is really cool yeah bass is great that central guitar riff is great and just Um, like the hammering on that yes that one guitar uh yep. chord throughout the the verse just yep. just makes it a little bit more propulsive definitely propulsive has that post-punk energy again i think we're definitely getting some peter murphy-esque bauhausy croony vocals yes. here um which i really like um he does like a cool little i don't know ululation sound at like 140 if we could hear that that makes me really happy yeah. <laughs> a little uh Paul Lindesque, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. Um I don't know. He just you could tell this is like oh, this is like a front man with presence, you know. Like yeah. um just doing a lot of cool stuff. Um so I don't know. I I didn't know what to expect when I first threw on this ep and i was like wow i'm like very into this vibe Uh, it's so like driving immediately i don't know the sound was just like a little bit different than i expected so they really hooked me with this um yeah go ahead yeah the one thing i will note about this ep is that it's very difficult to find lyrics uh to find you know images from the yeah. ep or just uh so lyrics uh, like the only lyrics i were i was able to find were some review of the album right. that called out lyrics from mercy yes so like i couldn't find anything else anywhere for this yeah. whole ep it's not that hard 
to hear though. So for the most part, I think we've got a decent sense of what's being said. Um, but yeah, not much of a, of a paper trail. Um, but I think it's, you know, from the review you're talking about and from what we can hear, I feel like this is a pretty psalm adjacent songs and certainly this one in particular, you know, talking about being fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. Um, it opens with, you have made me, your hands have shaped me, you molded me like clay. Um, and then the chorus is, my only plea is mercy. Um, so I kind of like this idea of it being like a gothy new wave punk psalm anthem <laughs> like i don't know i think it's fun a lot of this stuff is is you know unlike other magnified but pod bands we've covered like pretty explicitly uh, a lot of them are just like praise songs um yeah the 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 god elements are not hidden but they're also not like metaphors about murder or zombies or whatever um <laughs> but yeah and i also appreciate that's like you molded me, you made me, you knit me. I'm fearfully, you know, fearfully and wonderfully made, as opposed to so many others. Like I'm a piece of shit. Yes. Why do you love me? I suck. Oh my god, I'm the worst. Like yes. let's let's let's. He takes it in a completely different direction, which I definitely <laughs> I appreciate. Yeah, a lot of these are kind of just like I said, like worship songs. But I don't. Their tone does not. None of these rub me the wrong way or anything like that. I think they're. Again, we've talked about this, but if you're going to go with a worship template, I think going with a sort of Psalms-inspired, uh, you know, prose is a good way to go. And I like, you know, I suppose you could say with the chorus being my only plea is mercy, that there's maybe a suggestion of like, I'm in need of mercy because I'm a, I'm a bad shit. person, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it's important, like you're saying, that it it returns to like you you made me, you made this world. Um, and then having that connect, like, and then, so that's the tone of the verses. And then the chorus is like asking for mercy. It's like, it doesn't belabor the point right. of like, I need mercy because of, yes, I'm, I'm garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It feels more like, um, we have this relationship and you were intentional about this. And so as a, recipient of that relationship i'm asking you to like you know it, it i don't know it's one of those things of like that that kind of prayer that's like god you've done all these things and my ask is that you would be like merciful or give grace and i don't know i just yeah it, it's a collection of songs that are heavy on the not even like girl or god <laughs> but like pretty god specific but almost like love songs um i think a lot of them could be like transposed into like a romantic kind of uh song but i don't know i i like i like the tone of the sort of um theological bent to the songs when they have them i guess for the most part uh one and only
It's my number three. Okay. It's my number two. Okay. Uh, I like this very, very much. <laughs> I think it's so cool. The harmonies are so interesting. Yeah, yeah. So unique. And and yeah, that, that to me is the part that really yes. jumped out. But I, the, the drums are also really cool. I don't know enough to know what it's called when the harmony is sort of like minor. Yeah, um, I don't know. But I, I love that. It's so cool. And it has this like distinct... I don't know that that feels like a Bowie thing to me too. He often kind of does a harmony like that where you're like, Ooh, it's a little like spooky almost, even though the chords are major chords. It hits your hits my ear in a way like a regular harmony where it's like, it's pleasurable, but then there's mm. also at the same time, it's like, this sounds wrong. Yeah, it doesn't sound off. right, yeah. but it, but it does. And it, yes, I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe that. Yeah, no, that's yes. Somebody, get at us and let us know the proper music uh you know terms for this but yes i, I completely agree i just think like, the intro is so cool even that yeah that that chord progression too is the same where it's like it stays major but that little second note where it's like it's like a little wrong um but i love his vocals there and then the chorus is just so catchy like it it's so driving and then there's a key change and then it goes into this major major chord for the for the chorus um and the guitar sound in the chorus and the bridge later almost sound like interpol like mm. or the strokes like that sort of new york jangly guitar sound yeah. of the early 2000s which they were like you know this was contemporaries of that time sure um but this one in particular feels very interpol to me De i mean definitely i mean he's dressed in uh like a black button-down shirt and yeah. a tie yeah, yeah that was the vibe definitely of that strokes the hives that mm -hmm. kind of like i'm wearing a suit on the front of my album kind of <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah but uh i really love the the chord progression in the whole song but especially into the bridge i feel like it's really satisfying there so if we could hear some of that at about 150 i feel like that interpol guitar sound comes up again a lot there too. Uh, it's so good. Ring, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, bass is just ring, ding, ding, going ham. Um, it's great. I really Definitely love that. Definitely has some strokes element yes for sure yeah that was a that was sort of a brief uh moment but i really liked that scene at least like the first albums of all those bands first couple um i don't know it was a really cool time and this was yeah very much what was going on at the time so it makes sense um but i hadn't really listened to that kind of sound in a while um but this is the one that i'm kind of like at first was like is this like a girl or a god is this a love song um, but I think it's a song to God. Uh, there's some stuff in here that's clear to me and there's some stuff that's less clear, but take my hand while I'm born again and crave devotion is how it sort of starts. Um, but then the chorus, you make it hard to breathe. You're altogether lovely. That sounds, you know, romantic, but so light the candle brighter and brighter fan the flame inside of me. Like that feels uh pretty praise song ish <laughs> yeah know. as we've talked a lot about especially during this time 
so many metaphors with fire. Um, yeah, in lots of so uh, light the fire in my heart again. You remember that one? Classic. Uh, do you, I think this was some sort of Christian event thing or like conference? Something called Acquired Acquire the fire. the fire. Oh yeah, baby, yeah. We gotta acquire it. Fire! Everything's on fire. Are you on fire? Are you on fire? Ah. You're on fire. Are you cold? Are you, is, are you lukewarm? God's gonna spit you out. Spit you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely love to return to the fire analogy. But I do. I love the like. So light the candle. I don't know. I think it's really cool. Brighter and brighter and brighter. I, I don't know. I'm I'm into it, man. Whatever he's talking about. Swaggery. Yeah, man. I like sexy. it. A little sexy. Hmm. There's a there's another one later. We'll get to that. I'm like, is this a sex metaphor or a praise <laughs> song? We'll get there. Um, but yeah, I, this I think the song's great. All right. I think you can probably guess. Stymie. Mm-hmm. The song rules. This is so my good. number one. Okay, it's my number three, but yeah. I I love all three of these songs. <laughs> yeah, the swimming, zogging, buzzard, water. So ding, good. Ding. Kissing all the creature features. Ugh, so good. Yeah, yeah. That uh, I guess that's the pre-chorus because the chorus I think is just style. Yeah, <laughs> but I love those toms. Uh, just really driving again really like his vocal performance here yeah. um but yeah by the time we kick it like the first time i heard it and he goes to swim in shock infested waters i was like oh this song rules this absolutely rules <laughs> like that chorus or that pre-chorus just has the like post-punk melody thing of sort of like yeah non-stop symbols and the yes. harmonies again like you're saying those like close kind of off harmonies um It, this, and the chorus even has a little bit of like uh like a surf rock yeah yeah element sure. to it the right yeah the way it moves out of that pre-chorus into the, into the, the chorus is great is so satisfying um i think there's even like a little nod to the talking heads there in the second verse because he's like the heebie jeebies which sounds like 
the life during wartime talking head song, you know, where he's like, this ain't no something, no CBGBs, you know what I'm talking about? Sure. It's like a very similar melody to that kind of like post-punk new wavy sound that was uh, big, you know, in the bands that they're sort of inspired by, I think. Sure. Um, but uh, then there's like a, a buildup in the bridge with this like, creepy guitar feedback sound yep. and the toms getting louder and louder we got to hear that uh i think it starts about 210 oh yeah here we go yes uh it's so satisfying. It sounds like so, so cool. huge by the time they get back to the pre-chorus. Um, yeah, this song rules. I don't know. Maybe I was wrong in putting it as low as number three. Um, well, these these songs are kind of as high as it gets yeah. for me. This is what we were saying, and I knew what you meant too, but now that folks have heard, it's definitely the top half of this record is much stronger than the second, uh, yeah. in my estimation. I'd still really like these other three songs, but these those first three definitely follow a sort of style that they kind of move away from Yeah, this, uh, for the rest this, of the record. Yeah. The second half is just, it gets the propulsive energy just yeah. drops precipitously. And I don't necessarily mind that. I like where they go, but I think these, those first three are the standouts. And like I was saying, my first two are the, the two most streamed of theirs. So I'm guessing people felt similar. They probably even knew like, well, let's just stack the record with our, these three are bangers. Let's put them right in a row. The fact that we both have the first three songs as our top three, even if in slightly different orders, I think probably true for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, we should say with the lyrics on Stymie, like I have no idea what they mean. I'm guessing <laughs> though, you know, he says, where does your love go? Where does your allegiance lie? Who does your heart pull? Who's going to kiss the sky for me? Um, I think, you know, stymied means like, you know, you get stopped while trying to do something. Um, yeah. Your, so like, your progress is sort of, you know, stops. Yeah. Right. So I was like, maybe it's sort of another psalm, like the idea of like, what stops you from living out your allegiance, like he's talking about. Like, maybe it's when you're in sort of, when you're in dangerous situations, shark infested waters, when you're compromising yourself, that's when that's what can stymie you from living out what you profess to be allegiant John, to. You, I don't you need know. to stop watching all those creature features. <laughs> Kiss and creature features. It's hard. I get, uh, you know, sucked in and then I get stymied from living out my allegiance. That's right. um, but I think that's maybe what the vibe is. I don't know, sure. but stymied. I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Come away. I was going to say, it sounded uh that beginning definitely has like a foo fighters oh yeah <laughs> is this ever long <laughs> hit me with that warm bass though Here we go. Oh, yeah. 
song is not for me <laughs> i like it I, when the bass comes in it's like ding, 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 ding. don't you feel I know. held I in don't, a warm bath i it just it just feels like i'm at some sort of like some hotel ballroom and they got like <laughs> some band to play like somebody's 50th high school reunion <laughs> i don't know it's just like you know, like, oh, let's get something that's kind of cool, but a little lame. Mm. I don't know. If I heard if I heard a weird cover band in a hotel room where the singer was like, arise, arise, my darling, I'd be like, oh, this is a little different. All right. Um, I'd be like, all right, where's the where's the open bar? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. It's definitely a different vibe. Um, but I don't know. It's just it's warm. It's different. Oh, they're um, like eating like bongos or something. It just <laughs> it just it feels yeah. a little bit too much for me. Sure, I think that's fair. I'm into it. I think it's a nice vibe, but it's definitely not on the level of the other songs here for me. Um, but it just takes such a nosedive. It is we're, a real turn. But that's what we're you like, get when you have six we're all songs, like, I guess. Ding, and then to rise, rise. Listen, he's not gonna blow his load. He's gonna cool it down. We're gonna. Rise, my darling. Put me in a warm bath. Sing me goth style crooning. I don't know. This is another one that's like, is it a love song? I mean, he sang a rise, rise, my darling, but I almost wonder if it's like God singing to us or I don't know. He he references the dove like and spring coming after winter a lot. So I wonder if it's sort of like a flood analogy, you know, like post post something stark or maybe tragic like a new awakening i don't know i i'm just into the i'm into the overall vibe of it even if yeah this one this is my least favorite probably so yeah if you're stacking it like that with those three shreddy energetic songs and then you're just like cooling it down for the entire half second half yeah i don't know it just then then i think we're talking sequencing here because yeah. it just doesn't talking sequencing bro we're talking sequencing that's our that's season five of magpod <laughs> talking sequencing with andrew and john sounds pretty good where we're just gonna go back through all the albums we've discussed for the <laughs> resequence them <laughs> resequence all of them sounds kind of satisfying <laughs> let's do it right. um yeah, I hear you, but I guess that's again, you're you're you have a certain set of limitations when you only have six songs. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. I will love you.
I'm wondering if he's trying to do some like Morrissey too. Oh yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, I'm just thinking about the Lonely Island. Now. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it 69 you with Morrissey or something? I don't know. Whatever. Um, anyway, uh, and John. Full disclosure: John and I were listening to some Lonely <laughs> Island before we started recording. Yeah, good stuff. Um, Tis yeah. I. <laughs> Ross um, Trent. Yes, uh, there is a there is an Alan Aguirre, Ross Trent ish song to be found if you look through the uh, scattered few archives. Uh, but we're not talking about that. It is it is Morrissey esque. There's definitely some some Smith some Morrissey vibes to be had here, for sure. I don't know. This is another one. Obviously, it's a little you know there's more drive to this one than the last one. But I feel again this is another one with like a warm guitar tone. Um, I don't know. I really love this sort of this brand of 80s new wave dreamy guitar sound. Um, I definitely enjoy the vibe, but yeah, it doesn't do as much for me either as the more driving songs. Um, I still like it though. Uh, both this and um, Come Away are, you know, pretty simple. Um, yes. You'll Catch Me Should I Fall. You're the light when the night is darkest of all, so I will love you. Um, which again, you're like, oh, is this a romantic song? But then he moves into You Brought Us Love and Grace and the Power to Run the Race, um, which, you know, running the race in an analogy used in the Bible several times. So clearly, like, I think a worship song, a love song to God, I will love you being God. But I don't know. I like it. It's um, I just those croony vocals go a long way for me. I'm just like, ooh, baby, sing to me in this hotel ballroom. Uh, <laughs> sing to me about God and I'll feel some warm guitar tones. I don't know. I'd. I like the vibe of all these songs, um, even if I like some more than others, but I don't know. I think they all, they all pull off different, uh, different vibes here. Yeah. We were discussing about, we were discussing like covering one (laughs) bats in the belfry. Right. And just, it took me like 14 seconds to be like, this album is not for me. (laughs) And, and I think some of these, latter half songs get into like the uh okay all right i get it like i get these sort of like <laughs> you're gothy or over the top kind of croony gothy um you know misfits danziggy kind Ooh, of like that's yeah, my shit like i don't know it's just sometimes it can be a little a little bit much for me yeah i get it it's uh i don't know why it works for me so well like we said the thing about sort of surf punk sort of or the surf sound sort of becoming synonymous with spooky stuff like right right that sort of 50s 60s time just really got hooked up with horror and so i sort of imagine that croony dancing thing has just been like oh this is this is spooky greatness whenever anybody's singing <laughs> like this i'm like oh yeah i'm paying attention again that's like an interval thing too he definitely sounds yeah, like that for so. sure for sure um but yeah, yeah only, that, uh, that sort of uh, British post-punk. I like it. Um, uh, only one more here. Yes, vacant places. Uh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I will fill your vacant places. 
Well, this is great. Why do you like it? Um, I have a question. Um, will he fill the vacant places? He might. He might. Uh, if it's a repeated punk chant and over and over, and those are the only lyrics, I think he might. Um, I don't know. I'm really into it. I love that central riff of the like. It's so cool. Um, I don't know. I also like that like that guitar line that comes in for the verses feels kind of like talking heads are a new wave to me too, which is like, ding, 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 ding. It's <laughs> like one little note. It just feels a little half-baked to me. It doesn't sure. feel fully thought out. It feels demo-y. It feels, it feels like a sound check song. <laughs> sure, I could see that. I think they're very much in their sort of glam rock uh, lane here, which sure. sometimes I can take or leave, but I... I don't know. I like the idea of just sort of repeated, repeated chants, kind of like an anthem. Um, you want me to fill your vacant places? Well, John? so that's what I was saying at first. <laughs> is I was like, is this like sexual? Like, <laughs> it probably is not. But like, with the glam rock element and this kind of sexy baseline, I'm like, I, if you're like talking about me filling my vacant places, like. <laughs> I'm thinking it's sort of God talking to us, right? Yeah, like a um, God-shaped hole. Right, yeah, fill that vacant place. Or but, it could but be someone, I don't know, maybe someone else. has a, John, a John-shaped <laughs> hole. They're like, and you're just like, uh, I'll fill those vacant places. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll fill them up. Um, but I don't know, I, I, I hear you. Um, first three songs are, are certainly the most sort of complex Um but again, I like all of them. There's a key change here that's cool. He does another Whoa, sort of like, I don't know, Paul Lindesque ululating. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I I like that it's kind of simple. And I like the idea of like pumping my fist to this as kind of a closing song, um, sure. even if it doesn't uh, crush like those first two tracks. But I don't know. I'm into it. Um, it's cool. I think it's fun. I'd be pumped to hear this live. I yeah. hear you on it's like it's sort of a capital R rock riff, and you sort of yeah. build your song around that. But I don't know. I don't mind it as sort of like a not silly, but sort of like. And here's our big sort of glam, rocky, sexy, simple finale kind of thing. I don't know. And I feel like it'd be maybe a good opener at a sure. live show. Sure, get people. You know, you're not gonna Dance you're not floor. gonna open with mercy. You want to sure. open with something yes. to get people to get pumped, and then right. I don't know, but this, yeah, just uh, on the record, it's for their last song. It just doesn't feel like a doesn't feel like an album closer to me. Fair and enough. It, the the lack of lyrics and just makes it seem not fully fleshed out to me. Sure, but no, whatever. That's fair. I do I do wonder about what made this an ep and not an lp did they decide not to work on it anymore is this just the amount of songs they had and thought that was enough you know maybe could have these could some of these been built out a little more i don't know but i will say i really like it i really liked learning about this band um excited to check out more um you know the re-release uh, of their records a little more well known and and go a little further down the spyglass blue rabbit hole Hope they uh, emerge with some new content for us. Maybe we can talk about that. But 
I don't know. Then I go back was... in time eventually. Mm, hit that scattered few. Hit that scattered few. We will do that. We will put that. That's that's locked on the list. Yeah. Um, but Andrew, for now, that's Magnified Pod. That is. Uh, sad to close up, but I feel we've had a very fun month. Um, I think we're taking next week off at least. Yes. Um, but we'll be back to it uh, soon, and our regular magnified pod uh transformed back into non-spooky reality um sadly for me um i could keep doing magnified pod forever but i know not everybody wants the deep goth tunnels we could go down so that's fair enough (laughs) um in the meantime let us know what you think about spyglass blue about this record about this conversation about our month of uh, magnified pod over on instagram facebook and twitter at magnified pod Follow and subscribe if you haven't already and give us a rating or a review. Give us those five stars. We'll read your review on the show. Email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763-8727-MAGPOD. You can support us at the Patreon, patreon.com slash magnifiedpod. And we're going to have a spooky watch along up soon. So watch for that. Thanks again to the Patreon punks who came out to our Zoom hang. A lot of fun. Great crew, as always. We'll do another one of those soon. Uh, pick up some Season 4 merch, some Magnified Pod merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Thanks to Small Step Records for sponsoring us. Check out smallsteprecords.com to learn more. And thanks to Shadow Producer Jason and Bruno at Unoriginal Vinyl for our artwork. Well, I think I hear the voice of the spirit begging us to shut the fuck up. We'll be back to try to make you go astray in the next couple weeks when we'll return to Magnified Pod. like with the you got those dope background vocals and ah. that sick like walking bass line it just it all feels more like thought out you know yeah i'm i'm way into it uh i'm the potter you are the clay mold me and make <laughs> me this is what i pray this is this is always what i've said john i want you to make me soft clay in your in your potter hands <laughs> I am the potter. I was <laughs> announced that. Um good times. Good times. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Ooh. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.